We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Pod Maverick After Dark, though. It's actually mid-afternoon. It's about 5 o'clock here uh, in Dallas time. It is October 10th, and earlier today, probably about an hour ago, the Dallas Mavericks fell to Real Madrid, 127-123. to I am joined by fellow editor over at Mavs Moneyball. Doesn't come on the show much because he also does a lot of work for Forbes magazine, and I don't make him appear on video too often. It's Doyle Raider. How are you, Doyle? Howdy, I'm good. Well, we're really glad you joined us. Josh had something pop up last minute. He was going to do the show by himself. I was actually at the Texas State Fair today, and instead of doing nothing, we ended up uh, just talking it out, and Doyle and I are going to do a quick podcast now. I'm probably not going to do uh, a you know a, a group therapy later just because I wasn't prepared uh, I didn't watch the game, and that will will sort of in you know I was following along on my phone at the state fair, which was definitely not cool. Uh, uh, my wife was certainly annoyed with me on that one, but I couldn't help myself. Um, kind of like looks, you know, just just from my understanding of the game, and and from what I was able to follow online and through the um, through the game cast is, you know, Luca came out, only played five minutes, scored nine points in five minutes. The Mavericks are concerned about a calf strain. And they had to keep him. They they basically came to you know an agreement that he's going to play a little and then sit out the rest of the game. Uh, that led the Mavericks to play a lot of Dante Exum because Kyrie Irving is already out. Um, Grant Williams got a chance to play a whole heck of a lot, and then you kind of go down the bench, and it looks like from my from my kind of read, the kid just kind of mixed and matched with all sorts of different guys. Do you have any sort of like bigger picture takeaways beyond the fact that it's really fucking annoying that we lost to an overseas team and we can no longer hold that over the Phoenix Suns who who lost to to a Australian team I think last year? 
Yeah, I mean, that's 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 the big takeaway. And just as an aside, as a former and sometimes current employee of the State Fair of Texas, it is the State Fair of Texas, not the Texas State Fair. Sorry. No. <laughs> that's that's elite. Uh, you're right. No, you're you're correct. That's the the the, the State Fair of Texas. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, it, it, this is an embarrassing loss. It's only Real Madrid's third win ever in nine games over an NBA team, um, especially one of this caliber. I know Luca only played five minutes, but I mean, it's like, kind of, they got they they have real guys. Like I'm like the, all the roster, you know. Yeah, but they gave up. Like they were up by ten, and then they just let blew the lead late. Like I know it's like the end of the bench guys, but come on, play with some pride. You're playing against a Euroleague team. Like you're supposed to win. Like I don't. Their former NBA guys are in their like late thirties and forties. They're like our age, man. Well, and see, that's why that's you, that is specifically why these Mavericks lost. And I can tell you that without even needing needing to have seen the end of the game, veteran savvy beats out youthful exuberance every fucking time in a close game. In a close game. So, like I, I know, like Josh McSwain there is like Facundo Campazzo. Like the dude played in the NBA for a while. You know, so you have you have Sergio Lowe. You have, uh, um, gosh, I forgot that that they had uh, Ger- Gershon Yabusele, who is just a mountain of a human being, um, former Celtic himself, like like you know, I think Eddie Tavares, who is seven foot three, two hundred and seventy five, like two hundred seventy pounds. You got which which Hazonia is this? Oh gosh, they have Mar- yeah Mario Hazonia. Like this is not a a team of scrubs. No, and no, not at all. It's the, like- the guys at the end of the bench. Yeah, I I did say I Colton in the chat says I I, I didn't. Kirk just admitted that he didn't watch the game. Yes, I did, and I, I wasn't playing. We had an emergency, guys. Again, Josh was going to do the recap. Um, something popped up. I apologize. <sighs> but it's yeah. it's it's fr- it, it's not shocking to me they lost once Luca and Kyrie weren't playing. Like that was kind of uh, that was the first thought was oh shit we're gonna have to talk about this because because Real Madrid's gonna beat them. Yeah, and uh, they did. Um, so you know, I I don't know if there's a ton of takeaways from this game outside of the fact that yeah it, it they got beat and it got away from them. There was some good moments there were some bad moments but it, you know like a lot of people are prone to say it's preseason it doesn't matter that much but when you compile these three games they've you know the two in you know what abu dhabi against the wolves and then this one here against real madrid the Mavericks really haven't shown a whole lot vibes are secretly really fucking bad yeah <laughs> Yeah, Patrick Sweden in the chat notes nine former NBA players on on Real Madrid, and and that that it's. I wish they would have won for the narrative, but I'm not. I, I again, I'm not surprised that they lost. Now, what what does seem what is a little interesting to me is is the Grant Williams of it all. So Grant Williams within Mavs Moneyball, I don't think we've really communicated this a lot. Grant Williams has has provoked some truly divisive takes from our staff. We have our, our one guy, Matthew, who writes a lot for us. Note he, he sends, seems to think that Grant Williams really is not capable of much, particularly in terms of dribbling, passing, just anything outside of kind of catch and shoot on offense and can be a solid defender. Well, Grant Williams, you know, and I'm just kind of looking at the box score, uh, Grant Williams seems to have had perhaps the, the, the best or second best all-around game of any Maverick, you know, eight points nine rebounds, four assists, a pair of blocks and a steal. Like that's, that's a pretty good, pretty good playmaker role for him. And and if he's able to give Dallas sort of any sort of spark, 
in the regular season where he can, you know, not only grab rebounds, which is delightful, but able to handle the ball just a little bit. That that is is gonna be nice. Like I don't have high expectations for him. My hopes for him is that he fills the Dorian Finney Smith role, but if he can do more, and it seems, you know, at least looking at, at a game like today, there's certainly the the ability there. That's kind of exciting, right? Yeah, and you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Grant Williams. I think you look back at the playoffs, especially the last series that the Celtics had. He was awful. Um, he, he he was awful. I was awful. not happy. Yeah, he was the one. He was the, on the one hand, he was the only guy willing to take it to Jimmy Butler. On the other hand, Jimmy Butler lit him on fire. But Jimmy absolutely also- lit him on fire. Like almost like like it, it was comical how badly like. He got played off the floor, like, and that's a real possibility. Like, I think he can do, uh, he's, he can do NBA things, obviously. But yeah, what he turns into with the Mavericks, like, he played how many minutes today? Twenty four or something? Yeah, yeah, well, almost twenty five minutes, but only eight points. I think I'd like to see more from that, especially when you have, you know, your two sure. best players not on the floor. I know Tim Hardaway Jr. Bogarts the ball and takes every shot. Uh, imaginable and he did today what was it 19 shots he took yeah uh which fine whatever that's what he does um i'd like to see grant get the ball more i mean, I, don't, I don't want necessarily want to see him create or do anything too crazy but you gotta get more nate points i like the rebounding mavericks need more rebounding that was a big issue last year yep. and the year before every, uh, every so year. if he can be a wing who rebounds let's just say like six plus a game that's incredible that's incredible because luke is usually the leading rebounder uh and we don't know who's going to be the center that steps up really we think lively will probably start for a little bit i think powell will probably usurp him and get back his starting role just based on his experience um or maybe yeah but rebounding that's great that's great that he does it but still uh, I don't know what to think about him. He's, I think he's going to be a frustrating player at times. Um, but who isn't on the Mavericks? You know, that's kind of their thing. The thing that I'm sort of been been focusing on, and I don't like, we're we're in this box, and the people you know, you got a bunch of people that are watching the show, people that listen to this. We're at this point in the season. We're really excited to talk about basketball. We want to enjoy and overreact to stuff. Um, the real problem with with what we're running into is that if Kyrie and Luca aren't playing, ultimately none of this fucking matters. If Kyrie is not playing, none of this matters. Luca can only do so much. We saw it. He made it till the end of December, and then he was ugh, at the end of the year. So as I'm watching these games, and I'll go back and watch this one later tonight. I recorded it. It's you're looking for sort of individual things that guys can do within the scope of what Kyrie Irving and Luca already showed they could do offensively. Um, we're going to circle back and talk a little bit at the end about like the, the way the Luca news came out, sort of the decision as a whole. But when I'm watching these games, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what Grant Williams does and overreact to it. I, I sort of hope that the lively thing sticks because look, he played 20 minutes. He grabbed six boards had six points, also had five fouls. I don't care if he fouls out. I just don't. Play him till he fouls out. Play him as much as he as, as possible. Um, it, it, he's got to learn. 
And, you know, he's faced in his three NBA games so far, he has faced centers that are 7-2, 7-2, and 7-3. And some days you're going to some days are going to be rough at the office. I mean, did you watch any of the the Oklahoma City Spurs preseason game from last night? No, I didn't see it. I mean, Wemby and and our other gentleman in Oklahoma City Chet. already. They went to work. So there's no easy days for Lively. That's okay. He's just going to have to learn. And and I I I've liked what I've seen and I you know, if if he can give Dallas a little bit, I'm going to be excited about it. Now, one thing I am excited about from this game is Dante Exum's 13 points and more importantly, nine assists uh, and one turnover to that nine assists. So obviously, you know, the guy came into the league as a point guard, being able to run an offense is something that we've wanted for a third ball handler. So if he's able to give that to Dallas and spurts, I think that's pretty something seeing, seeing that Seth Curry in 20 minutes scoring 13 points, you know, obviously didn't shoot the ball. I mean, five of 11 is pretty good. Just didn't hit many threes. Um, you know, the, the Tim Hardaway junior of it all, you know, 19 shots in 23 minutes is pretty funny, but like you said earlier, you know, talking about Grant Williams, you wanting him to shoot the ball more like somebody's got to shoot the damn ball. Yeah. And, and that's like the real bear that we sort of all, you know, when this team is structured on Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic shot attempts, you got to have somebody else willing to take the shots. And so, so as much as I wish sometimes they would move on from Tim, Tim feel fills an actual role that they need to do. So, I mean, he can get hot, like, you know, he's a very hot and cold player, but he gets on those heaters and he just, he's carried the team to wins last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see kind of, you know, I'm going to go watch this game. I'm really like, I'm told from, you know, kind of asking some questions that the, the bench guys, Jelly Walker, who up until this game, I've really enjoyed watching and Rashawn Holmes and kind of the other guys on the floor were really quite putrid in those final few minutes to lose the game. You know, I think, I, I don't know if the Mavericks have to make cuts or, you know, put waivers in for guys in the roster before the final preseason game, which is Friday the, tw- yeah, Friday the 20th. So we basically go 10 full days between games. These guys will fly back. Um, I'm going to be curious to see if they figure out uh, if they figure out the difference uh, with the two-way contracts, if they want to keep um, the Dennis guy, uh, if they decide to keep Walker, you know, Mike Miles didn't play today. Thought that was particularly interesting. Um, I think, is he hurt? I think he's hurt. Is he hurt? I yeah. No, that's on me then for being a dummy. I, I just, again, again, guys, full disclosure. I had agreed with the team to take a vacation day and go to the state fair of Texas as Doyle has corrected me. And uh, we had an emergency come up and I did not want to have us not have any content for like 14 days, at least, you know, you come to the site for written content, but no audio content. Um, This is my favorite from uh, Wilfred jr. uh, uh, Luca and Kyrie isn't working. Um, well, they have not played together, so that's a great, it's a pretty, you know, they played together for five minutes of the first preseason game. So that's, that's a, you know, kudos, kudos for a very helpful statement there. Um, uh, yeah. And they also worked together just fine last year. So if you're a basketball junkie, then you know, there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. 
Twice a week, J.J. Reddick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, all right. So I want to circle back to some things that I've sort of found frustrating about this international stuff as a whole. So you are more, you're, you know, you're obviously a pretty good analyst, but you're a journalist too. You're, you're a reporter. You, you write a lot for Forbes. What in the heck happened with the decision to not like we, as we understood it, Luke was going to play in the first half. And then right before tip off, we learned what. Yeah, so, you know, I'd, I'd put on the broadcast and I hadn't been on Twitter a whole lot. Um, so Mark Stein reported um, before the game, like right before it started, that Luca was only going to play about five minutes because of that um, calf strain. I think it's a left calf strain. Uh, this is an issue that they hadn't really. I've never heard of it. Hadn't heard of it all. No, no, it's new. And that's, and so Stein came on the broadcast. They brought him on the, the Bally broadcast. So, um, and that was, you know, they were having some audio issues, but most of it came through that it's a new issue. It crept up uh, after the last game in uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, and so I think the plan at one point, if I remember correctly what Stein said, I'm going to have to see if I can, rewatch the Bally broadcast and get that audio. Cause I really want to hear exactly what he said. Cause I was working at the same time. Sure. Don't, don't yeah, don't, we all have day jobs. I keep having to remind people of that after some off season stuff where it's like, we don't do this for a living. We do no. this out of, out, of pure, <laughs> no. out of, out of pure torture to self. Do we do Mavs content? That is, that is so true. That is the best way to put it. Um, but yeah, he, he basically said that it came up uh, kind of out of nowhere. I mean, you know, Luke has been banged up 
all summer. So how do you yeah, how do you determine group. whether Luca's healthy or not? They're like right. what's the baseline? And so you know, I think the only reason he even played today was because he really wanted to play because it's Real Madrid, it's his former team, it's how he got his start in professional basketball, and that all makes sense. And uh, but yeah, I I don't know the extent. Um, Stein kind of indicated that the Mavericks might not know the full extent of the injury and how good or bad it, you know the prognosis might be at this point. He also indicated that Kyrie with, with his injury. Um, they don't know how long he could be out. I mean, I think he actually used the word indefinitely. Now that might just be for the preseason. Uh, right. Cause 10 days is a long time for injury management. Right. Yeah. And so there's a, there's a lot of time to work with stuff, um, especially before the start of the regular season. Um, and well, and Patrick in the chat notes that Luca post game says that it's not serious. Okay. But, I haven't watched the post game stuff. So hopefully, and hopefully that's true. But Luca's Luca's generally pretty honest about, that type of stuff yeah. to an extent, like, you know, there's well, when something really hurts him, he says it's really hurting him. Right. Yeah. Uh, he did that after the world cup when his thigh was bothering him. That was a month ago. Um, and, and really, you know, I, I, I like sort of sassily tweeted out the Mavericks haven't won a game since April 5th. And I don't know if you're reading the comments Doyle, but like our, our fan base is itchy uh, as they should be because yeah, you want to see something, like you can you can wave away the losses as a general thing, but you want to see something positive. And while I'm still like very excited about specific players, at least, I don't know. The thing I'm gonna take away is at least they scored the basket today. Like they could not score against the Timberwolves, and that was like making me really uncomfortable. So like putting up 127 points is at least something. They had the three ball go down at at least like a slightly below league average rate. You know, like 30 34.8 percent. Um, we want to see some victories and it's, it's just not great. And the questions that I sort of have here, you know, we're never going to know this stuff. If you agree, if the NBA approaches you as a team or Luka Doncic as a thing and says, we want to do some overseas games with you. And that's so that the Abu Dhabi game, NBA kind of thing. I think that's very distinct from the Real Madrid trip, but I can't help but wonder if the Mavericks kind of came to Luka and said, why don't we go play? against your for against your former team let's go do this this will be fun it'll be good for you it'll good for be for real madrid you know he talked about how if he ever you know hangs it up at the nba he would really only go play for real madrid ever again outside of slovenia um and i guess my question is if he's not really hurt this sort of five minute like five minutes it's, it's it's i don't get it i'm not an injury management guy but i don't get it it's disrespectful to luca i think it's disrespectful to those fans who paid tickets like yeah. five minutes to him. Like I, you know, when Kyrie got taken out in the Abu Dhabi games, he only played a few minutes and then was done. The fans were chanting for him, but then we learned he had hurt his groin. So the fact that they didn't put him back in makes some sense with this. Is it going to get worse? Is a calf strain going to get worse? I, you know, it, 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 Mark Stein, apparently, and thank you, Leo, for this. Mark Stein said on the on on the, the either the pregame or the early game show that Luka got injured during yesterday's practice. Mm-hmm. I just find myself frustrated with the way this whole thing is gone. And had they won a game, would I probably feel differently? Yeah, I would. But they've gone overseas. They've lost three times. And they look like crap. Yeah. And I don't know whether to underreact or overreact or just kind of say, all right, we're going to sit for these next 10 days, see what happens when they play their final preseason game, 
and and hope that it's fine. I I just I don't know what to do with this because there's there was already some some you know Tim McMahon talked about this in in a, a Hoop Collective podcast that this you know the the Casey Smith of it all the fact that Scott Tomlin is moving on um, there's just a little bit of of weirdness around the Mavericks organization now not necessarily anything negative but change and the change plus the losses it just opens you up to to like what's going on you know like I've noticed and this is funny. The fan base is just at least our fan base that comes in here. And I've been listening to some other shows and joining live shows like the, the we talk Mavs podcast fans are really, really sick of kid. And I like, I was sick and of I, kid last year to the party. Right. So I, I was like sort of sick of kid last year and I processed all my feelings and I'm like, Jason kid is attached to this team until the end of time, because I think he keeps Kyrie Irving engaged and I think until both of the like Luca and Kyrie were to say, all right, this guy's gone. He's not going anywhere. So I'm choosing to basically not ignore how Jason Kidd has not seemed like a very participatory coach since like the, the Western conference finals in, in 2022. Um, but I, I past that. I'm just kind of like, oh, like shoulder shrug. Like what I, I'm much more passionate about this than you. You've, you've been a Mavs fan since well before me and have suffered a hell of a lot more. So you just sort of shoulder shrug at this shit. Well, what do you think about all this right now? I mean, I had a very unnamed uh, Mavs employee kind of point to the uh, Casey Smith thing and also Scott Tomlin leaving and essentially be like, well, you know, connect the dots and left it at that. And so there's definitely something going on there. Um but it's more, it strikes me more of like, you know, you have new management, new management. No, that, that, and changes. I think that's exactly what it is. It's like, I, I don't have any firm, I can point fingers at who, but I have some ideas in my head as mm. to. Well, I mean, there's, there's three options. There's Mark Cuban. There's yeah. Jason Kidd. There's Nico Harrison. It's not Mark Cuban for once. Well, we it's don't. not because Mark, why would Mark Cuban push Casey Smith out? Right, yeah, that's that's like his guy. That's the trainer too. So, like so it's like it's either Kid or Nico, and like honestly, that's their right. It's their right to make changes. So I'm just kind of gonna be like, all right, this is this is not for me. But it's it, it's none of this. It'd be a non-story if they had won two of these three games. And so we're just sort of sitting here going, what is going on with the team? And I think if it is injury based, that's just bad luck. And I don't really think there's anything you can do other than hope everyone gets healthy. Right. And that's something Jason Kidd said, like right at the start of training camp, was the goal is for people to be healthy, especially Luca. And you know that to go back to you know you're talking about the planned trip to Madrid and to play Real Madrid. You know that's something Mark Cuban promised a long time ago. So to Luca when he when he came, so you know throwing it on to this trip, I understand logistically why you know, but it just maybe wasn't the right time to be overseas for that long to when the team isn't fully healthy. I mean, I don't know. This has been a long time away. And, you know, me and you have talked about along along with the rest of Mavs Moneyball, how poorly the Mavericks specifically get off to in in the regular season after they've gone overseas uh, in the preseason. The last time they did it was China in, what, 2018, I think. It was – you know, like Dennis Smith's rookie year. Um, oh, that's right. 
Yeah, they played the Sixers. The Sixers, you know, at the time they came back, and I remember looking this up recently. They didn't do too bad to start the season, but they're also playing like the worst of the worst in the East. The Mavericks saw, started off like three and eleven that season. Uh, if the Mavericks start off anywhere near three and eleven uh, this year after this trip, you know, you can point to the injuries, but if everyone's playing, that's bad. That's really bad. And you know, I've been out on Jason Kidd since like day one like we didn't want him hired no we were very against the hire of Mavs money ball and then the problem and problem is not the correct word they went to the western conference finals so you're forced to sort of take a step back and say all right maybe maybe he's learned some stuff maybe he's different and i don't know they just they can't start off badly though there's there's too much heat because people the net and we've talked about it on this show the national media don't believe in kyrie irving and so if that you know, it's not like that the Kyrie Irving pairing can't work. Just a lot of people are already out on it as a concept. It's like, oh, you know, my, my friend Ben Golliver noted that oh, well, they had an incredible offense and yet they couldn't win anyway. And it's like, well, because they couldn't defend. They're, I'm just like, <laughs> they I'm still can't defend game. apparently. And and I'm I'm really willing to to give to give the team some rope. Now the the, the problem comes in, and somebody Kristoff uh, noticed note, notes this in the chat. You know, if you only have four preseason games and experiment in the first one and maybe the second one, then you need to kind of play your rotation. Well, you can't play your rotation if two of the you know if two of the five guys aren't in. And then you also throw in sort of the the frustrating elements of things like we've not even talked about very much, like the guys who have stunk. Um, <laughs> like Omax looks like he stinks. And now I've seen him play really good basketball in summer league. So I don't think Omax stinks, but he looks like a fish out of water. And he's been really ineffective when he's been on the floor. And it's, it's like things like that are a little off-putting. You know, the one thing that we didn't talk about that we should have today, you know, they gave Jer- Derek Jones Jr. the start and he's such an odd player. Uh, he's listed as a small forward, but sometimes his best role is like small ball five. What he is, is he's a good defender for players that are not bigger than him. If he could get some wing defense for the Mavericks, he's going to get some minutes. Now it's at whether he can connect on the open shots, but that's kind of his whole career. Um, I don't know. There, there's just a lot to be to be frustrated by, and I don't blame anyone for overreacting. I just think we're, you know, these next 10 days in between this preseason game and the last one are going to be filled with like an unbelievable amount of, of spice from Mavericks fans. And that's very, very frustrating because you would have liked 20 minutes from Luka Doncic, a dominating performance, a win, be able to go out and then talk the next 10 days and basically wish cast into the future. So, no, I mean, maybe by the time they play Detroit, they'll have some semblance of anything because I, I just don't know, like the rotations outside of, I mean, yeah, even the starting lineups change constantly, but you know, that's injuries I'll say is, is part of that, but you know, just with Kyrie being out and kid throwing people in, but that's just kind of what kid does. He just kind of throws people in. I was like, all right, figure it out. Like I'm a basketball savant, go out, use my brain waves and play the basketball. And then he just sits there. And at least it looks like he's taking timeouts during the preseason. We'll see if uh, we'll see if he does that in, in the regular season, if that carries over. But, yeah, it's – I don't have a problem with tinkering, but they need to find something out because the defense looks terrible. They were shredded on the inside absolutely by Minnesota. Um, 
you know, it, it looked like Real Madrid couldn't miss from three for a little while. They were just hitting wide open shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, I don't know if this, if Kid instructed them just to go out and do a gym run through preseason, because um, that's kind of what it looks like. It doesn't look cohesive, but you know, maybe there's a grand plan behind all of this. You know, maybe maybe Jelly Walker they're holding him back so that he can really come and be this the third string point guard and lead them to back to the Western conference. Finals. Well, I mean that, that is really what this all boils down to is all of this goes away. If, they, oh, yeah. if they win, all of it doesn't matter. And we're laughing about this. It just stinks to go in with like an O and three preseason to date and injuries. And you're wondering how serious it all is because they, you know, one thing I will give the offseason, we talked about it all, all offseason long. They had a vision for what they were building. Mm-hmm. And I think they executed that vision. Yeah. Now, yeah I problem, think they executed it well. And they, and, and here's what sucks is that if it doesn't work, it's not like past off seasons where we railed them for bad off seasons where they just didn't do anything. Yeah. In this instance, I really feel that they, you know, they laid out a design. They, they, they built the team based off that design. And if the, the team doesn't work, what does that say? Because you just don't, they don't have many options. I mean, there's, there's folks in the chat. We have, we have Patrick noting just how maddening it is watching kind of a, a Jason kid offense and, the Mavericks aren't going to show anything interesting in the offense in no, the preseason not at all. anyway. Not in the preseason. But Patrick makes points I agree with to where I'm just like, do they have like plays beyond Spain pick and roll? Do they have anything else? And it feels like no, because they don't run a lot of like sets. They don't run a lot of interesting actions. It's dribble, dribble, dribble. Someone goes here, someone goes there, maybe a three-point shot, maybe a layup. Someone's in the corner, yeah. And it's it's it is frustrating to watch. And I am still, I'm just sort of torn at this midpoint because the, the me that everyone knows and either loves or hates is just itching to tear into this shit. But I said, I got to give them 10 games and then I'm going to do that 10 to 15 games. I just got to do it. Got to do it and see. Um, Cowboy with a really good quote down there. He says, winning cures all ills, but the Dallas culture isn't based on winning. Not anymore. It's not, man. Well, Doral, do you got anything else uh, that you want to talk about or would like to plug before we get out of Dodge? Um, I mean, you know, let's, I think, I think taking that breath and taking that step back that you mentioned and giving it some time is really important and really healthy, not just in basketball, but in life. Uh, it, I could overreact so much and you know me, like I keep my overreactions in our Slack essentially, and I don't really let them out into the world. I, I am a well-rounded adult-ish person you've also suffered through some really horrendous mavs basketball in the 90s that this just will never touch no like, not at all like they're not winning like nine or two right. or 11 games i did like the three jays i do like when i hear a george mcleod reference on the broadcast because he was like the best three-point shooter in team history until i think maybe jason terry or something like that or seth curry uh phenomenal shooter um, so, you know, I have like a rookie kid jersey from the team. Like, you know, I, I'm I not be his biggest coaching fan, but I just when I was younger. I, I liked watching him play. And then, you know, the whole the whole meltdown of the three J's happened. Uh, 
so yeah, there's there's a worse path out there. And so they have two incredibly talented players on their team um, who just aren't playing right now, and hopefully they're healthy. Um, right. You know, but no I, matter what you think of either one of them for whatever reasons, like they're incredibly good at basketball. Well, uh, I just keep coming back to the fact that they needed so much to go wrong to finish 38 and 44, which is a different – if like if they win three more games – they're at 500 mm-hmm. and they had utter disasters happen repeatedly from like January 1st on. I mean, I don't know. We could keep talking about this at length, but the, the floor of this team is higher. It's it's like, it's missing the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, but the floor of this team is like, it is like, like a, like a fairly high circle of hell, not like the deepest level of the abyss. Like they, they, you know, they, like, I, I think like the, the, the floor for them is, is 35 to 38 wins. Whereas the ceiling, if things go right, I really do like, cause their current over under is like 44 and a half. I think is what it is. 48 wins is not crazy to me. If things click and they get 65, 72 games out of Luca Kyrie, whatever, you know, combined, then they're going to win a lot of games. I just, I really, I, I just got to see it. I just, I, I still believe until it's otherwise. And when you only see Luca and Kyrie play for five minutes and then not play for the rest of the preseason, I don't know what I, I'm just, I'm not going to get too bent out of shape about it. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of unknowns with the team. Um, and it's just going to have to play itself out. That's just like any other sport, any other season. I mean, me, you know, me. I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take joy in the Lakers fans figuring out Christian Wood. It's been great. It's been fucking <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, we can rib Anthony. Yeah, for um, sure. Oh, it's just, it's just it's so nuts because it's like the 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 one I told the Vengeance Wood uh, Twitter account. The guy's a big like Christian Wood fan. I was like, you better be careful. These Lakers fans will come find you at your house. They blame you. Uh, <laughs> Meet him in Temecula. And then, you know, there's, there's, there's just stuff to be happy about. We'll see, man. It's going to be a very different season that much I'm, I'm focused on. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it won't be like last season. There were a lot of frustrations for me last season with just some of the rotation and how it was used and just the petty pettiness that was going on within some of the egos on the team. Uh, that was the kid and wood specifically, uh, that, that was a mess and that distraction's gone. And I hope, hopefully that clears some things up. I like, I'll give kid this. I like that he is willing to play the young players. So we should be seeing lively. We should be seeing Omax, uh, you know, Jaden Hardy will probably get more run this year off the bench just as a, you know, firecracker scorer or, or at least chunker. Right. And uh, I I want to see that. I think that's good for the team to see those players get the chance to play at this level because, you know, you can't just stash them. These were, they, they went out of their way to get these guys. That's right. And like, I would have liked Cam Whitmore, but they didn't want him. They wanted uh lively. So he's there, play him. And so, yeah, like you said earlier, play him till he fouls out. I think that's mm-hmm. fine. He'll, he's got to learn. Right. So, yep. Okay, I don't know when we'll be back. Josh and I will probably record something. Um, today's Tuesday, so maybe he and I will record something later in the week. Otherwise, maybe we'll record next Tuesday like we have been. I don't know. Um, I got to, you know, it's funny. With the NBA season all ahead, we got, you know, 20, 25 people writing for Mads Moneyball. I have to, like, very selectively 
be annoying about making stuff. Now that said, if you want to read something, we have a lot in Mavs Moneyball the past couple of weeks, and we'll probably be putting up at least two to three posts a day. Um, we're supposed to be getting up to four uh, every day during the regular season. Um, I don't mind sharing our contractual business because it's uh, it's it's a bit of you know it's a standard to be held to. Um, so pop over to MazMoneyball.com, read that stuff. Uh, if you would consider subscribing to the YouTube show, we tend to do a lot of live shows uh, during the regular season. I have a lot of fun with it. Uh, appreciate you guys taking time out of your Tuesday afternoon to hang out with us here. Uh, we will all uh, talk soon. Everybody have a great rest of your week and go Mavs. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.